Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Charles. Um, in this episode, we interview the great Domi Shi, but I just wanted to give a heads up. We recorded this uh, a little while back when we were pre-recording our episodes uh, in case you hear any references to old things. So, yeah, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Story Culture Podcast, podcast by story artists of color where we talk about animation and story and culture. I'm Carolina, not a story artist. I'm Lee. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what go are ahead, we supposed go. to do? I'm Lee. I am a story artist. Uh, I'm Charles, and I am a story artist. You may hear his voice sometimes. He's our producer. And we're here talking today with Domi Shi. Um, is that the right way to say your name? Yeah. Domi Shi. Okay, cool. You got it. Awesome. Uh, Domi, uh, just, uh, she directed a short that came out not too long ago, uh, Bao. Uh, she won an Academy Award for it. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Oscar winning Domi Oscar winning Domi Shi. <laughs> uh, the short was about a complicated relationship between a mother and her food-based son. Mm-hmm. Looking back at the whole process, it's been a while now, um, but is there something that you learned that you still like keep with yourself and you think a lot about oh yeah i think a lot of stuff um i learned while directing bow um i i find uh has been really helpful working in a collaborative uh environment and suddenly having like the big picture and the whole film or story in your head and not just one sequence which uh you know that that part um was always like the biggest uh jump from yeah. being a story artist uh-huh. to being a director mm-hmm. um but yeah i feel like i've also learned and really started enjoying working with people um and getting ideas like from them and collaborating and not you know wanting to shine <laughs> i am totally right. fine with the, the the best idea or the smartest idea coming from someone else in the room because I'm like yeah. oh great that's so thank god you were here to say that <laughs> oh thank god it's not all up to me <laughs> so having run through the whole process of making bow the mm-hmm. whole short like beginning to end mm-hmm. did you find a part of it like you like surprisingly really enjoyed like you didn't know that you were like oh I really like editing or sound editing or that aspect of it oh yeah I really enjoyed um animation dailies oh that's cool uh which was something i wasn't exposed to a lot as a story artist Mm -hmm. um just and then like just every morning going to anim dailies uh and getting to do draw overs and uh also just talk about the nuance and the little subtleties of acting and the and getting to like get in uh to really indulge in those little details Mm -hmm. that as a story artist you're encouraged to just gloss over and just be like just make sure it reads (laughs) who cares if it looks pretty yeah whatever in animation like that's where you're that's what they do they make things like it's it's about polishing the details i imagine doing like drawovers especially for like because the animators are great they do Mm -hmm. amazing work and then they they give you such good stuff to kind of look at already Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm gonna improve this (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna come in and like do a little thing like this but you get to already work off of something yeah great they've already provided you with. oh yeah and it's not even like i think i can do it better than them right it's more like uh just giving them a an idea of the style 
that we want to hit with the with the expressions and mm -hmm. the poses of the characters because um for bao especially we were really inspired by you know japanese anime right. my neighbors the yamadas um and there's a specific uh pushed expression mm -hmm. that i really wanted the mom character and the dumpling to have right. um that was hard to describe with words that i just thought would be easier to just draw um you know on the cintiq in the review room mm -hmm. um and that's just to like uh, help communicate to animators who are not familiar with Japanese anime oh, or point. like that style um, yeah. just to give them an idea of like how you know how much the mouth can open like how big the mouth can open how big and round the eyes can get mm -hmm. um, so that stuff I think they were really um, receptive to and they thought were really helpful was really helpful um, just to like uh, have me draw like an example of it uh, but then I would always encourage them, like, you know, like, like, use this as a general basis, but don't, like, try to copy and sculpt the model exactly to fit my draw over, too. Like, I want you to put, you know, your own uh, uh, taste into it as yeah. well, because, you know, you're, you, you are the expert at this. I'm not. I'm just operating from, like, a gut level. Right. Um, so, you know, just use my notes with, like, a grain of salt and, and use them as, like, a, a rough guide. So that's kind of how we worked. Can you, sorry, can you talk a little bit about those inspirations you're talking about? Like the My Neighbor is Yamada, like it sounds like anime highly influenced your work. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I totally see Bao as a homage to My Neighbor is the Yamadas, um, but also like Ghibli films, Miyazaki films, uh, Isao Takahata films. Um, I just love how, uh, especially Isao Takahata, his films are very slice of life. Mm -hmm. I feel like he, I always think that he finds the, magic in the mundane and then Miyazaki can find the mundane in the <laughs> magic, magic. <laughs> and that's why I th they were like the they're the perfect uh, pair to kind of run that studio um but yeah for Isao Takahata's films uh he just and Miyazaki too they're just able to capture all these little details about life like um you know like living with your parents and just like see seeing every step of the cooking process oh yeah so often in their movies, yeah. like the chopping sound mm. is so prevalent in all the movies because it's, it's just shots of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And, and they labor over every detail. Yeah. Like eating, too, is not just like uh, a character putting like a spoon of food in their mouth. Like they, they animate eating very realistically. Like mm -hmm. they'll take their time with the character blowing on the food if it's hot. Right. And then kind of t like tasting it a little bit before like going in for the big bite. Like I feel like yeah, we, we don't really take the time to do that in a lot of Western films. Right. So that's Even really cool. Since we were in the business and we know how skillful that mm -hmm. must be to pull off something like that really pulls me into those moments so much more. Yeah. Like yeah. all the like just the subtle movements are so hard to like animate and like draw without without taking you out a little bit yeah so understanding how complicated it is to do really makes me just want to watch it even more just like sit there and watch it I'm like all right he's gonna pour the noodles in the pot oh my god look at that yeah noodle. the noodles overlapped a little bit that was really cool <laughs> some water like oh no they're boiling look at the bubbles the bubbles mm -hmm. i know yeah. we yeah. uh it's food porn <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Totally. amazing do you guys have, do you have a favorite like food scene from one of those oh um, 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 um. yeah 
I like even though it was it's played for like grossness. I always love that scene where Chihiro's parents, in Spirited oh, Away, yeah. start gorging on oh, that yeah. like buffet. Yeah, like before they turn into pigs, yeah. and they're just eating this like. The dad picks up this, this juicy looking bag of meat or something, and he starts eating it, and it's just it looks so delicious. Um, and then the mom eating, like really digging into that, like that quail, is is really satisfying to watch. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like. I always noticed how elegant she is, even though she's gorging on food. I'm like, oh, she's like, she's still a lady. <laughs> That's awesome. Cartoons growing up, cartoon food looked better to me than like Delicious. real food. Yeah. yeah. Like Tom and Jerry, like those huge hams. Yeah. Like that looked way better than like actual hams. Or it's like, no. I feel like the Western food is always like a tall sandwich. And it always yeah. had like yeah. a fish in it, yeah. and like or mm-hmm. like a drum, like a turkey drumstick. Yeah, a whole drumstick with the bone in it. And I'm yeah. like, I want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, we really were looking at all of the food in Miyazaki films as inspiration on Bao too, yeah. because it, you're right. We had to make the food look better than real life, right. and that meant we had to employ a lot of almost like food photography principles mm-hmm. when we mm. were shading oh, and yeah. rendering yeah. Um, mm. the food shots in Bao. Uh, we really upped the saturation of oh, the food, yeah. uh, added an extra coat of sh- like glossy sheen. Oh, wow. Did you? Yeah, we were <laughs> consulting with, I know, like uh, shaders that worked on Ratatouille. Oh, uh, and, yeah. and they said like, oh, like one thing we learned is that if you add like more fat, more glisten, mm-hmm. it makes yeah. the food look more delicious. Right. Oh. Like an oily yeah. look. Yeah, which is what they do in, in food photography. Like they'll yeah. just like paint. Mm-hmm. Like, like food nail, commercials. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like clear nail polish or yeah. something on like food to like make it glossy. You're not yeah. actually supposed to eat those things. No. But no they make it look like you. Yeah. I know, but you want version. to. Yeah. 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 Food props. I definitely <laughs> think you, you guys were successful in bow. I remember being like hella hungry watching <laughs> yes. it. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I got to ask Domi. <laughs> I don't know what that is, I know. but I want it. And the color. It has to be bright. Like bright color? Because mm-hmm. when we were uh, anim- uh, shading uh, and uh, like the, the, the shot where the mom character is wrapping the dumpling and yeah. you see the raw pork filling, if we went with realistic colors, it would look really unappetizing. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had to make it like better. We had to make it pink with like large chunks of green like onions and oh, carrots. Yeah. Hold on. And that's true. I mean, like, I never, if you, if you were to ask me, like, can you describe a bao food scene? I've never, I would never say shiny. I would just say like, oh yeah, they looked really delicious. And that's what, that's what you want, right? If you're doing your job right, the audience doesn't really notice what you did. Bao is such a different aesthetic and style than the studio's ever done. Mm. Was there a lot of explaining to other departments? Because it's not something they're accustomed to stylistically, right? Yeah. You're talking about animation, but there's like art rigging because of animation yeah. what you need yeah i think um it just involved a lot of communication uh and planning with the leads yeah uh like with the character leads and the animation leads mm-hmm. um and just showing examples uh from anime from yeah. cartoons that that we like uh, and then doing tests like animation tests just to figure out how pushed can we go? Uh-huh. How squishy can we make Bao's head without, uh, you know, making it look too unbelievable? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was just, we just had to talk and collaborate and do a lot of trial and error. Because the other thing is, like, um, 
uh, a lot of our references were 2D animation. So even if we did copy it like frame by frame for frame, it would look odd or different right. um, in 3D. So we had to almost do a hybrid or a blend. Like for example, when we were f- trying to figure out like the shape language of the mom character's eyes bugging out, mm-hmm. um, at first the animators just um, they just made her eyes bug out, and they like they a- and we realized oh it looks like her eyeballs are popping out of her head mm-hmm. and it looks really disturbing <laughs> if we have them copy like the storyboards exactly right because it's so dimensional yeah. right like in in 3D so we had to kind of find a happy medium. And like really like flatten the eyeball mm. and not make it like so shaded so they look like orbs kind of attached to the outside oh, of gosh. her head. Yeah, it's uh, so yeah, it was just a lot of Ooh. trial and error and really talented people <laughs> working on it. <laughs> when did you know you wanted to like be an artist? I feel like ever since I was little, I've loved drawing. I think I got it a lot from my dad. He's a painter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and he was an art professor in China before we moved to Canada. Um, and he was still painting in our like tiny little apartment, huh. um, even when I was growing up. Uh, and so I, I've always loved drawing. And um, he'd buy me art books. Like he Aww. bought me the Totoro art book when I was just oh, that's cool. Like five, but I, I didn't understand <laughs> wow. it. And yeah. I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he'd always be trying to encourage me and try to teach me drawing and stuff. But but then I, I feel like uh, Disney was like a huge like. Uh, was like a huge milestone for me yeah. uh as you know as a art, young artist like i think aladdin was like the first vhs tape our family ever uh-huh. owned when we <laughs> yeah. first immigrated to canada um and i just watched it so much and i just was in awe of the moving images yeah. and the and the songs and, and i just i've always loved drawing i i saw i always saw it as an escape uh and it was just a way to dive into these worlds that I could create and I filled up sketchbooks with like that sounds so it's it's cool it's un, but it's it's rare to have like that I've seen like Asian parents go like be an artist yeah so Did, it's cool that because your father was into it that yeah you they were able to encourage you or they yeah. encouraged it well they're they're like unique in that they're um my parents came to Canada on like education visas so oh, my mom um, came to Canada to study for uh, for a PhD and my dad was getting his master's mm-hmm. so both of them like valued education they really um pushed and encouraged me to find a passion and really go into it yeah. um which was really cool yeah. uh so my mom kind of was okay. I feel like in the end she would have been okay with anything that yeah. I did as long as yeah. I did it really well. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess that's cool. It's like still like an Asian parent <laughs> pressure, but like a yeah. l- with a little bit of Just freedom. Just do it, whatever you do, do it A plus version yeah. of it. Do it A plus right. version yeah. of it. I know. Yeah. Don't and so I did. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> disappointed. Uh, okay, mom. Okay. So was there a point where you knew you wanted to go to animation school? No, like I think I, I didn't, find out about animation school until my sophomore year in in high school Mm. um before that I think I mean my mom and dad were still encouraging me to like oh like do you want to be a doctor like maybe maybe you want to be a medical illustrator that combines like (laughs) being a doctor and and being an artist architect they found a way yeah they are still Asian parents (laughs) yeah 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 can't escape that yep um but then uh so you know, back in the early 2000s, I was really into 
uh, deviant art yes. <laughs> as as a high schooler, as a, as a nerdy anime obsessed, uh, you know, high schooler. Find it, Charles. Yep. Oh, <laughs> you can't find my deviant. Pulling up. The oh, <laughs> it's still That's online, a, but you you'll never find it. Mother of Bow deviant art. <laughs> I created it when I was like fourteen. 15 years old but yeah okay. like i would follow artists on deviant art and a, a couple of art of artists i followed i uh met them at a <gasps> local anime convention because oh. they were had they had an artist alley table yeah and then how I old they were you? so cool i was okay. like still in high school i think yeah. like ninth grade or something and i was like where'd you guys learn how to draw like Aww. that and yeah. thought they were like so cool because they're oh, all like, cool. asian yeah. and they were all like they, they drew really well yeah and, they, and we're like we go to sheridan college mm. and i was like cool i want to go there too and learn how to draw like you guys yeah so i didn't even know anything about animation really i just knew uh those people that i follow on deviant art also went to the animation program at sheridan college or the illustration program uh so i applied for both Oh, okay. Uh, when I was applying to college. Because I think I was just following, you know, my passion. I was who were you like, following? Who were you following Who was I following? Oh, gosh. Do I remember? Oh, there's one guy I was following. He's still, a, like, a working illustrator. Uh-huh. He was, he's probably never going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's totally fine if I embarrass him. The world might not even hear this yeah. podcast. I know. Um, his name is <laughs> Tobias Kwan. Uh-huh. Tobias Kwan. Oh, yeah. It sounds familiar. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, he's kind of made a name for himself now as just an illustrator. But back then, yeah. he would be doing anime conventions and drawing and selling prints of fan art and stuff, of, like, Naruto uh-huh. and Bleach. And I'd be like, oh, my God, his stuff is so cool. Yeah. And then he, yeah, now he's kind of evolved into more of like a James Jean kind of, kind of uh, like illustration, like kind of style. But back when he was in the, on the anime, (laughs) anime uh, kick convention scene. Oh, there's still anime right there. Yeah. He's got a little like, what's his name? Tetsuya. If you guys guys ever frequent uh, conceptart.org. Yeah, I used to do that all the time in college. Yeah, yeah. this is kind of like, I feel like. Yeah, I wanted to be a concept artist, too, in in college. Even after going to Sheridan College for animation, I Mm -hmm. didn't know what career I wanted. And Mm -hmm. at some point, I got really into, like, learning how to render and paint things. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, and and now I feel like I've I've lost that skill. (laughs) Well, it's good to, like, I always like hearing when uh, successful artists didn't always know what yeah. they wanted to do. Yeah, and I think for sure. Because I think people who don't understand this, don't, don't understand this, feel like that's that, that you have to know right from the get-go in your mm-hmm. life and yeah. solely focused on that. But a lot of times it's not the case. It's not or the you, case. Yeah, or like the, like you might, the not knowing what to do is just also probably a side effect of just like not having been exposed to it yet mm-hmm. or like, or not seeing yourself represented in that career mm-hmm. path yet. Cause I feel like that's what happened to me. I'm like, yeah. I always wanted to work in film, but I never saw anyone that looked like me doing it yeah. or didn't have that exposure. Yeah. And so I didn't really know I could do it until I started doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the same thing. Yeah. It's like a universal feeling. Totally. It's okay to be lost kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still lost. Yeah. <laughs> but the oh, internet really opened me up to, um, finding those mentors yeah. and sure. those, um, role models especially f- uh, female artists mm-hmm. um i didn't necessarily see uh, find a lot of like f- female filmmaker mentors but in in college i 
was able to discover so many amazing female illustrators online and through Japanese manga that I it gave me the confidence in like oh if I just work hard enough I could, maybe I could be a really good female <laughs> illustrator uh, but like filmmaking was completely yeah. like like over my head I, I didn't even know what that was <laughs> oh then that's like interesting like when yeah. did you then when when did you realize oh like I can be a filmmaker um or work in like storyboarding and yeah I think uh second year was when we had our first real storyboarding class um in at Sheridan College mm. and um my teacher was Nancy Beeman um and uh she was like one of the OG female uh, animators at Disney. She actually was wow. graduated from the first um, Cal Arts class, like animation Whoa. class ever. It was her and like one other woman, with like a bunch of other dudes, including Tim Burton, John Lester, wow. Brad Bird, right? Like, Which all is those so two. different from wow. the what the demographic looks like now of Cal yeah. Arts animation grads. It's yeah. so different. Yeah. Like now, it's over f- over 60 percent girls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's had like a pretty long like career in the industry and she's like worked all over the place in Germany she worked on Hercules a bunch of like classic Disney cartoons and stuff and she um yeah it kind of just introduced us our class to what storyboarding for feature animation was and I didn't know what storyboarding was like I thought it was like I thought it was kind of the only storyboarding I knew before that was oh like it's the very tight looking like you know, drawings that you see for live action with mm-hmm. the arrows that point, you yeah. know, the actors to oh, walk yeah. a certain mm-hmm. way. And I was like, that doesn't look fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to do this. Yeah. But then uh, she showed me like Bill Pete storyboards. Oh, cool. And uh, storyboards that she did at Disney and just what feature uh, animated film storyboards could look like and how yeah. expressive and fun and awesome they they looked. So that's what got me into it. And then being forced to like make a short film f- for my fourth year thesis project oh, wow. g- got me into it even more and I, it opened me up to all the different you know uh components of making a film like editing mm-hmm. sound uh you know all that stuff right compositing everything and i was like this is cool and then when you have a finished piece that you show people and they get a reaction okay. out of it and i'm like this i want to do this again so what was your first job as a story artist outside of school? Was it P- Pixar? Yeah, it was Pixar. <laughs> I know, it's pretty crazy. I got uh, the story internship um, right after I graduated uh, in 2011. Um, and that was kind of like a boot camp. And it was really fun. I was in the same year as Rosie oh, cool. Sullivan. She's the sto- she's a story supervisor here. Um, and... Uh, yeah, but we, I just learned so much about film. I feel like that's where I learned fil- about film and yeah. filmmaking. I, at that point, I had never watched Star Wars. <laughs> I did not know what acts were. <laughs> uh, arcs. Uh, you know, like any of those terms that we now use a lot in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in story. Like when we talk about story. Um, yeah, I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, oh, look all, all I knew was drawing. And how to communicate with drawing. You have such nostalgic eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so uh. green. <laughs> but I was, I, I feel like now I've traded a, some of my drawing skills for film skills. But I kind of want to get back some of my drawing skills. <laughs> <laughs>
it's complicated yeah even just like boarding like there's so many aspects of doing storyboards and just being a storyteller yeah like how do you keep them all up i don't i guess just you just keep having to do it but like i find like life drawing skills they start to atrophy like mine do a little Mm -hmm. bit right now because yeah you're spending so much time educating yourself on other aspects of this part of this process Mm -hmm. of this craft Mm -hmm. it's true Yeah. yeah it's a muscle that you have to just keep working out otherwise yeah yeah i i feel like like i'll look back at my old student block spot mm-hmm. where i posted my old life drawings Go and stuff that <laughs> oh that one you can probably find it. it's called uh sketch beats, sketch beats? yeah you've, yeah, you've I, seen I, it I, I, I think i found your deviant art page really actually. wait which oh, one yeah wait. Is it two beats oh it is oh. <laughs> how'd you know uh, I just looked at Which it. Which one is it? <laughs> Pull it up. That's Pull it up. up. That's partially why I asked who you followed, because if we needed to reverse follow, <laughs> reverse yeah. that you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's when I wanted to be uh, a concept artist. Yeah. There's some funny, like, wow. cringy, very earnest uh, portraits I did of, of anime boys on the operating <laughs> system. <laughs> Windows Vista. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is that on your resume wow. anymore? Did anyone ask know. you about Windows Vista and any of your press junkets? I wish. Oh, so, so. Can, we, can we look through the gallery? Yeah, go for oh, it. Wow. Go for it. Yes. This, I'm actually oh, really proud of wow. how like, wow. really good I was. That's awesome. Hey, these are really good. Look at my look sexy at men. <laughs> I can't render. Men. I feel like this like is a, ahead of its time, kind of. I know. Yeah. I, I I can't render a male torso like that anymore. Look, I was so good with male torsos. Oh. There's like a boy band-ish theme yeah. to this So page. a lot of these are prints that I would sell at anime conventions. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and that's that would be my summer gig. So wow. I would uh, rent a table with my friends in Artist Alley, yeah. and then we'd make all of these prints of these existing like video games, anime, uh, and then we'd sell sell it like we'd make bookmarks, keychains. Afton well, does like did like a similar thing in Sacramento. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nicole, Nicole mm-hmm. Castro. Nicole wow. Castro yeah. still does she that. Still does she's she's so really good. good. She's great. She's way better than. What was <laughs> um, what, what was your experience like? I mean, like yeah, like anime conventions back then too. I mean. It must have been a little different. Yeah, so I recently, I went to one last year to do a panel for Bao. Um, and it was interesting because it felt bigger and there's more people. Um, but when I went through Artist Alley, it still felt the same. Ah, like it was the cool. same kind of jankiness yeah. and like these students kind of hustling and drawing yeah. fan art and selling prints and stuff. All prices uh-huh. are written on like lined paper or yeah. post-its that just kind of yeah. stick on their Yeah, or them. like they'll be doing commissions for like a crazy, like low amount of money. Yeah. Like original sketches for like $10 yeah. and I'm like, oh wow. yeah, I remember charging like pennies <laughs> for true. original artwork because yeah. you didn't know how much to charge for right. your art. And professionals your art. Like charge like hundreds. I know. Yeah. Um, so that's, I remember that and and uh, I just remember it was really tiring because uh, you'd be at your table for like 11 hours. Wow. Uh, like from like Friday to Sunday. And but then I remember the exhilaration of like coming home and like emptying my oh, little box. box. Yeah, the cash wow. box and counting my money. I'm like, oh, my God, I made so much. Aww. <laughs> I'm like, I, I made this all myself trying Drawing fan art of naked boys. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Maybe I can make a living doing yeah, this. <laughs> also, I noticed the shiny ice cream. Yes, that was shiny um, too. 
I always, I've always loved rendering food. Like if you see that Samurai Champloo uh, yeah. fan art of like Fu and Mugen eating like food. Uh, is it? If if you go down, down oh down, down. Uh, Mugen, go up, go up, up. up it's up. like a, oh oh <laughs> yeah yep. there. Oh man, dude, I love oh, yeah. these. Uh, what are those these circle things? They're like dango. Yeah, I always want to like eat one when I see it in the cartoons. They're really yeah. tasty. I think it's rice cake. Is it's it like rice, rice cake, cake with soy sauce, and they grill it. I yeah, I would work on so for so many hours on my mom's Windows Vista <laughs> computer and my shitty little tablet, and I'd be painting all weekend in preparation for this. Uh, That's convention really cool. for this convention. Yeah. I oh, mean, you, man. you have wow. a lot of work. Yeah, you yeah. have like, a ton of work. So Harry Potter. Talented. Yeah, this like goes Harry back Potter. all the way to when I was 16. So high school through, and if, if you go up, it goes through college. Wow. wow. Yeah, so you can really see how I got better at painting. <laughs> I always love seeing like artists work from, they have, when they keep their old stuff on there, it's always great to see how it changes. It's yeah. a brave thing. Are you, if you guys ever interview Rosie, she'll gladly show you her old deviant art. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Where she was, she painted uh, fan art of Aragorn with her mouse. No, yeah, oh. like that back in the day. What was your? Uh, because conventions, right? People, the 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 people behind the table, they have different strategies, right? Some people yeah. are pretty like laid back. Some people yeah. are very like, hey, how's it going? Like standing up, yeah. trying to get, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh, were like you hustling? which which version of that were you? Oh, I think I was the more laid back one. Yeah. Cause I I I tried to be the vendor that I wanted to <laughs> uh-huh. uh, approach if I was a customer because mm. I, yeah. I feel so intimidated if they're like wanting to get, have a conversation with you. Yeah. And you feel like you're pressured to buy something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very like, hey. And then I'll just go back to sketching in my sketchbook. Or oh, like, yeah. I'll just leave them alone. And then they'll eventually just be like, can I buy this? Right. I'm like, sure. Like, <laughs> Do you have any questions? Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Like, right here. No, no pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pressure. I'm not watching you, you as you're browsing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my I, life's work. Yeah. <laughs> I even try not to make eye contact and just like let them do their thing and try to not make them uncomfortable by mm-hmm. like, you know, smiling and mm-hmm. watching and staring at them. Um, outside of, of the conventions, were you like outwardly an anime fan like in high school? Um, actually, I was the vice president of the anime club in my Ooh, high school wow. and my best friend was the president and we had our own little nerdy zine that we published every nice. year Aww. and tried to sell at an anime convention <laughs> <laughs> it was a really bad it was a really shitty zine <laughs> i mean we found the zine also no. yeah, <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, so cool. i wish I, I think i kept it or one copy of it what's it called i forget <laughs> oh man i forget the internet is amazing <sighs> man but um that would be harder to find Mm. No, it, it was luck, like Charles. It was a paper zine. Yeah, oh. mm. and we never published it online because back in our day, <laughs> back in the oh, day, yeah, we 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 worked so hard like stapling it together and publishing <laughs> and cutting it to just the right size. Aww. Oh, and we broke even. Hey. Yeah. Nice. It was a collection of the entire animated club submissions. So oh, really? We had to be very cool. indiscriminate and take everyone's <laughs> submissions. Oh. We're like, hmm, okay, well, let's put this one in the back. Uh, it was very diplomatic. Yeah, it was. It was diplomatic. I mean, it was for fun, and we were okay if we just broke even and we could just keep doing it. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, yeah, and then in college... 
I felt that stigma a little bit to anime, mm. which in the end, I'm actually glad I, I'm glad I'm, I'm grateful for it. Cause it did kind of push me to look at styles and films and animation yeah. outside of like what I was just consumed with mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, so it forced me to discover uh, like new artists, yeah. like French animation, European mm. artists, uh, Western art, uh, you know, uh, comics and, 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 and film. And, and now I feel like I have a, now, now I feel like I have a good mix of, of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I've, I'm inspired and I take inspiration from all of those sources. So I think it's cool and it, we should encourage, you know, students to look outside of just the one thing that they're into right. and just open up their minds to different things. But, you know, we can do that without like, sh- you know, shitting on a whole yeah. country's animation style. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, the, I've noticed. I don't know if it's, maybe it's a, a, a cultural thing, but there's like, you know, we interviewed Trevor last time, and he was also like, I loved anime. That was like his main source. I feel like we really? talk a lot about anime. No, we but always talk about yeah. food just com- and anime yeah, every just, single time yeah. we get together. Comes up for some reason. The, the two best things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if we've like surveyed the whole story department, like mm-hmm. which styles would come up and like depends on who. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely people in the department who are like, oh, I don't care for anime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also maybe a generational thing too. Oh. So mm-hmm. like Trevor, I guess we're all kind of in the same age group where mm-hmm. we grew up, we, we grew up with Sailor Moon mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball on TV, like yeah. Toonami right. and all that stuff. So I think we're, we're more exposed to it than people who grew up in like the 80s. Right. And we have more selection in the 90s and 2000s instead of just like a little like Speed Racer or Voltron or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was more like, more variety. Right. I, I mean, I would still have to go to the pirated DVD shop with my friends right. uh, at the Chinese mall in the, in the suburbs <laughs> in Toronto and we would just buy all of these pirated DVDs from Hong Kong that were had really bad subtitles. Like they'd be English translations of the Chinese subtitles. Oh. And so like the names would always be spelled in like like the the Chinese names. Yeah. So and I could barely understand it, but I'm like this is this is the only way I can watch my Inuyasha. <laughs> <laughs> but the internet has wow. like robbed that experience for people. Like so yeah. much like it's so easy. Everything and more so is yeah. so accessible. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely become more mainstream and more accessible. Whereas yeah. back then, you had to like really work hard or be really nerdy and, and passionate. It. To, you yeah, you it. have to earn, or you know, I have to find like some, you know, really seedy uh, website and like leave my mom's <laughs> poor Windows Vista on all night to download one episode oh, and pray really. that there's no viruses in uh-huh. the morning. <laughs> don't pirate kids it's not a victimless crime it's <laughs> not. it was the only way back then that i could get you know new episodes right fresh from japan yeah, yeah. um yeah and i did get a lot of viruses rest in peace mom's yeah. windows I vista <laughs> chugging along <laughs> yeah. by the time i went to off to college just like why did you do this to me yeah. you left it dying <laughs> with your uni on his hard drive 
Can I pivot just a little bit sure. on, um, you said like you went to like the, you had a Chinatown in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Was there a, like a pretty big Chinese population where you grew up? Oh yeah. Uh, well, Toronto itself is a very multicultural city um, and there's a huge uh, and thriving Asian population there. There's actually two Koreatowns, which is pretty wow. awesome right wow. now. And uh, and I, I guess you could say there's like two Chinatowns too. Well, there's one Chinatown, there's like classic Chinatown, which is in downtown Toronto, mm-hmm. which is where me and my parents would go shopping uh, for groceries when my parents and I lived in um, student family housing at the University of Toronto okay. back when they were um, studying there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when we moved to the Toronto Burbs, like there's a huge Chinese population out there too. Mm. Um, and there's like Chinese grocery stores, Chinese malls. They really like settled in the burbs, uh, you know, like uh, in in the two thousands. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. K- kind of like here with like Richmond or El Cerrito mm-hmm. or like San Jose. There's yeah. like Asian burbs. That's yeah. kind of where we settled. Was Bao screened in China? Yeah, I it think was, it was. Yeah. Um, so Incredibles two was able to get screened in China yeah. in oh. theaters, and with that Bao as well um the chinese title for bao is really cute it's bao bao it's bao 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 so it's like a pun it's like uh baby bao but then it's bao three times if you say it in chinese so that was really cute and my parents uh, and my family in china watched it and they're like oh this is so cool this feels like a very chinese american story oh that's awesome also it resonates a lot with um uh families with uh one child uh right. you know uh, like the whole like s- single child you know like yeah. feeling that guilt and the and the and the relationship between the the parent and the child so mm-hmm. yeah i was like cool what yeah. did uh what is your what did your mom think of the mom's the mom character in it oh she um she uh her her first note when she saw the reels because i showed her the story reels was uh-huh. like oh is that supposed to be me um why is she so fat oh. <laughs> oh, no. and I'm like, oh she's cute mom and, yeah. then she, and my mom's like i don't want to i'm not cute and i'm like you are cute because she's kind of round and uh-huh. cute and I'm like, that's a good, that's the thing to be proud of. She's like, babies are cute. I'm uh-huh. old. I should, I should be beautiful. And I was like, oh well, that's okay. <laughs> was that the last time she brought it up? Did she keep bringing it up over the process? Uh, Did you thin out the mom a little? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'll like half jokingly say like, "Did you make her more beautiful?" <laughs> Every time I'd call her, and I'm like, "Uh, sure. Beauty's in the eye of I the beholder." <laughs> wow. Yeah, but she's really proud of. That's great. Of me and, and and of how how well the short was received and now yeah. she can happily brag to everybody about how her daughter won an oscar so yeah yeah that's a that's a big asian parent brag yeah yeah i figure it'll like hold off on the grandchildren conversations <laughs> for like yeah. five years maybe, maybe. i don't know here's baby oscar don't underestimate that quality in a parent it's true this is great for now if you weren't doing this um what other career do you think you'd be um i guess medical, medical illustration, illustration. <laughs> 
Maybe. Someone has to draw the textbook. Yeah. It's true. Graphics. Yeah. I had a, like, if you look at my Sketchbeats blog, like, in the earlier um, entries, uh, I actually, I posted a lot of these, like, anatomical drawings I did for life drawing class, like, bone oh. studies and, like, muscle studies. Yeah, and I ha- and I had a lot of fun actually, like rendering and sketching, like all of those anatomical drawings. So maybe 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 medical illustration. So medical illustrator. <laughs> medical illustrator. Yeah, or like environmentalist. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I had okay. like a little like environmental activist streak in high school, where I was like, I want to save the world from greenhouse gases and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant, oh. <laughs> but and, and then I started taking biology, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so hard. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Let the world burn. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, sorry, sure, world. We can use some of that gumption right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember all these terms. Is there someone you'd love to work with? Oh, like an artist, or artist, uh, actor, musician, whoever, whatever. Any anyone. <laughs> Jackie Chan. <laughs> that's a good one that's a really good yeah. one he also had his own like cartoon right for a while he did yeah, I, I love that i love that jackie one more Jackie. Yeah. man that's so racist that show. me too i don't know who that guy the guy who played his uncle was but he's probably not asian guy really no, oh. jackie is he i think he was asian. Was he asian guy? Went, jackie yeah jackie I he, I think he might be a famous yeah he's dude. like a famous asian guy uh, You're thinking maybe of King of the Hill, like Khan. Oh, Khan oh. Supernusen. Supernusen. Mm. I love King of the Hill. Sure. I'll, I'll watch old today. episodes of it for inspiration because I think King of the Hill and Mike Judge too. Like he finds the magic in the mundane. Mm-hmm. It's so in that world of suburban Texas. Yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. I love the characters and how specific they are. Like Peggy Hill mm-hmm. is a hilarious character i think she's perfect <laughs> she's so funny hank like he hank, the main yeah. character of the show is like super straight laced like yeah. classically boring guy like yeah he but he's really so funny entertaining and yeah. invested in him do you have like a like some snacks that you keep in your the story room a lot of asian snacks because mm. uh, nira leo who's a story artist he was so good at bringing in a lot of asian snacks mm-hmm. pineapple cake crackers mm. yep. Um, and then uh, our other story artist, Mike Daly, brought in a bunch of um, cup noodle stuff. Oh, yeah. And like, he like, like college food. super into it. Ooh. Yeah, cup he's noodles. really into that stuff. I prefer like the Shin Ramyun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the Korean, like, yeah, package. red and black package you know, stuff. That stuff is so much better. Yeah. yeah, this is so random, but I like, I went to... Um, japan last year and it was my first time like flying to asia and all of a sudden like halfway through the flight i start smelling like cup of noodles because that's like the snack on their yeah, the plane so and good. i was like can i ask for this oh my god <laughs> and i like i like i'm so shy with flight attendants but i was like i need can i get some cup of noodles <laughs> and it's just so good it's, it's like so the best satisfying. airplane snack i know it's the yeah. best wow it's so good it's hot yeah wow. the taste is consistent never had cup of noodles all airplanes plane. should have cup of noodles yeah i feel like yeah. a lot of the long haul flights yeah. will offer it as a as like a snack on the way back, Science. I was not shy about it. Science. I was like, on the way back, I was the first person to ask for a couple of noodles. Nice. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to wait. And I pressed the flight attendant button. Nice. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, I want somebody, somebody else. Yeah. Oh, 
baby. Do you, do you have any favorite podcasts you listen to? Um, I really like Radio Lab. Mm. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I finished this limited series called The Dropout. That was interesting oh, yeah. about Elizabeth Holmes. Wait, oh. no, yeah. Elizabeth. What's yes, her name? Warren? Holmes. Holmes. Oh, okay. The Theranos. So. Yeah, girl. it's the Theranos yeah, yeah. girl. I always oh, think. Of, yeah. I always think her name is Elizabeth Theranos, and I know <laughs> she talks like this. Oh, yeah. She talks yeah. like <laughs> this. <laughs> Theranos is the role. cutting yeah. edge. No. Uh, her she technology. That voice too, she did fake it. Like I, so. I heard a clip where she goes out of it by accident. Oh, really? She goes back in, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so strange." I want to see a movie about her life. This is so. It's there there sure are movies. Happen. Yeah, there's one starring Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, oh really? And I think there's another one that's more like a comedy with um, Kate a com- McKinnon. <gasps> a com like she's yeah. the- Kate McKinnon's playing. I think but then so. Then a person died. How I know. I guess it's sort of funny, maybe in like a dark way. can make way. it funny. Yeah, it's like a dark comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a real person died. Yeah, it's um, fiction. Oh, and then I've been listening to this uh, interesting podcast called S- Switched on Pop, mm. and they dissect pop music. Oh, really? Like it's these oh. music nerds, and they're really pleasant to listen to. And they'll every episode they'll analyze certain songs. And maybe oh. like dissect, kind of like how we dissect story. Yeah. They'll dissect what makes a pop song so catchy. Or really? Like, yeah. Or like, like what is the sound of the summer of like yeah. a summertime hit? Yeah. Or and, and and they'll get into super technical detail about yeah. chords and like different things that they use. Huh. And they're like, this is so fascinating because I don't know much about music. Yeah. But I, I really like and I'm fascinated by good pop music. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of what we do at Pixar too. Like we're making good pop. Movies, yeah, right? Like yeah. commercial yeah. films, yeah, yeah the for the, the whole day. family, for everyone, yeah, able but to that, enjoy. that are like good, like mm-hmm. well made, yeah. right. and there's like a interesting craft and a, a technical skill involved in making a really good pop song. Right. What, what's mm-hmm. it called? It's called Switched on Pop. Switched on Pop. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool. I love podcasts. Uh, is there any advice you'd want to give to young artists or? People want to get into animation. Or even artists. I'll say keep practicing and honing your craft, but at the same time um, exposing yourself to different, uh, you know, material and points of view and keep learning, keep consuming new art and film and animation, like, never stop learning basically and uh and work on developing your voice and then work on the tools that will help you execute your voice <laughs> so other people can understand it <laughs> well thank you for coming on yeah. uh, it was a pleasure yeah thank you so much thank you so much thanks for having me this is really cool do you, you guys are awesome outro, carolina okay story culture out <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 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 Yeah. like great yeah. radio yeah. voice yeah. 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 Like, so funny. Yeah.